2: Recognized symbol excellence in sports entertainment.
3: Good evening everyone coming at you from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity North Carolina This is episode number 1057 of the mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio right here of course on TalkShoe.com This is the one and the only ladies and gentlemen The birth of the WCWS radio network WCWS revolution Coming at you from WCWS HQ here in Trinity North Carolina this is, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw right here. As always, of course, as we get set, of course, get uh, set, of course, to bring you, of course, our uh, our our discussion on our subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start things off with our wrestling news and views here. Segment, of course, that we brought filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team King Ice. Who are, of course, King NWO Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Guerrero, are indeed, of course, our friends at 411mania.com. Already standing by, ladies and gentlemen, of course, getting the first, uh, the first volley, of wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports up, even as we speak. He is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is, of course, part of the broadcast team, which brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He, of course, he is, of course, a co founder of the Gross and Stockless Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page, of course, GSWI for short. <coughs> and he holds multiple championships in WCWS and GSWI. Ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from Front Royal, Virginia, as always, here tonight. He is, of course, the, the the more exclusive version of the human suplex machine of course we'll say version 2.0 but of course like i said the more enhanced more enhanced version <clears throat> indeed of course ladies and gentlemen i'm talking about the one and the only the human suplex machine himself mr john gross we of course welcome john to episode number one thousand fifty seven WCW US Revolution. Of course, John, good to have you here, of course, here tonight. We, of course, hope to hear from more folks here coming up here this evening. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to chime in, or that that, <clears throat> that, we, that we, of course, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to, that we will be talking about here tonight, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. But as always, one 562 zero four 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 caller id one three eight zero five five pound and please press that one of course of course that caller id or that's the magic six numbers and of course <coughs> press that of course press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening which of course will include and in addition to our news and views and history and birthday report here tonight uh, we will, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you our personal thoughts and opinions about last night's episode of NXT 2.0. Also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we will give you some updates here as far as, of course, our crown jewel prediction title challenge. Of course, here tonight, uh, as you see, of course, like I said I'm sure we we I, I have been, I have gotten word that some word that I think one or two other folks may have already also uh, jumped on the bandwagon as far as the core prediction title challenge is concerned. And, of course, like I said, with time, of course, running out here, of course, up until, of course, to, uh, uh, tomorrow tomorrow afternoon uh, when Crown Jewel will start, of course. And, w- w- of course, the time frame is different from that in Saudi Arabia. So, <clears throat> so like I said, there's still plenty of time, to, of course, for everyone to get their votes in. So be sure to, of course, like I said, uh, go to WCWS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center, second phase, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash <clears throat> WCWS PTC phase two. If you wish to, of course, jump in on and want to, of course, join up with that. Of course, as we do, as, as we will have, of course, multiple championships, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, that we will be awarding, of course, here, <clears throat> several belts, of course, from different from dip, some of our different wrestling tribute groups, of course, will be, of course, offered during this uh this uh, dur- during this title challenge so like i said ladies and gentlemen while we will have a, a clear winner everyone will of course be benefiting from all of this indeed <clears throat> but of course ladies and gentlemen we will hopefully maybe have maybe have a little bit of a surprise here tonight i'm not sure yet uh but if we if in case we don't do that of course we will of course continue to keep you up to date with everything as far as of course getting uh talking about everything everything chewing the fight anything and everything of course here during the past and the current and the present of professional wrestling uh ladies and gentlemen i just see by the time on the wall it is nine o three p.m eastern standard time let us now go to our friends at 411mania.com to see with some of the latest stories that they have of course up here uh for our for indeed for our attention here of course here tonight <coughs> As we, of course, hopefully we'll be able to get that page pulled up here. Uh, uh okay, we okay, we have it up right here for a WSW US Radio Network. Hereby thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to <clears throat> in addition to, of course, Revolution. Also, of course, on NWO Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WCW US This Morning. Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, Sports Machine. And we have more of our shows up and going here very, very soon here, folks. And like I said, 411mania.com will definitely be utilized in some respects here on a lot more of our shows here, hopefully towards the end of 2021. But we hope to, of course, get a lot of them up and going here very, very soon. So we'll keep you up to date, of course, here with that. But in the meantime, let's see what 411mania has in store for some of our some some great wrestling news here tonight. Let's go ahead and bring some of that here too. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here: as a new Caribbean heavyweight champion is crowned on Major League Wrestling's Fusion Alpha.
2: Hmm.
3: We have a new we have a new Caribbean heavyweight champion following this week's MLW Fusion Alpha Wednesday show. Saw Kim Muentes defeat Richard Holiday to win the championship. There are some clips, of course, uh, through of course Major League Wrestling's uh, Twitter account. Uh, if you wish to, of course, like I said, uh, you can you can pull up you can pull up some of those clips from the match, of course, through through these links and all all, all these tweets of Major League Wrestling. says title win marks his first championship victory in Major League Wrestling. Holiday's reign ends at 164 days after he defeated Salvio Vega on the January 27th, 2021, episode of Major League Wrestling Fusion. So, Kim Buentes, of course, knows who was Mil Buentes at one point, uh, is your new Major League Wrestling Caribbean heavyweight champion. Jeremy Thomas has our next story right here. As Mustafa Ali recalls going to Vince McMahon for advice, and also auditioning on main event to turn heel. Khalifa Ali looked back at his heel turn and how it came about, knowing that it came after he went to Vincent Mann for advice in a new interview. Ali, who is set to face Mansour at Crown Jewel, of course, tomorrow, spoke with Metro, and here are some of the highlights of that interview. On going to Vince McMahon for advice, Lee said, even pre-pandemic, I was struggling to maintain television presence. And I know it was all character-based. When you pitch a million and one ideas as far as stories, characters, promos, this, and you always get told that you're good, that, but then nothing happens, you start pointing the finger at everybody except for you. After sitting at home for seven months and then finally coming back to Monday Night Raw, I wanted to pick up a few victories and then go back to not being on Monday Night Raw not being stuck, and uh, not being stuck on main event, you're kind of scratching your head like, What have I got to do? and you realize you got to ask the hard questions. I went up to Vincent Man and stuff, and he said, What am I missing? He said, Too polished, too clean, too nice. I, I don't know if you had you on asking to turn heel. Ali says, I pitched, I still be presented as a baby face, I still come out with the same look. I still shake the guy's hand at the end of the matches. <clears throat> But there's a moment in the match where I just had enough, and I did it. If you go back and watch these main event matches before I was revealed as the leader of Retribution, those were actually, those were actually me auditioning to turn heel. On cutting promos for Vince McMahon, Ali says once he was satisfied with those matches, he started cutting promos for him. I would go into his office. I would cut a promo on him, this and that. On finding out he would be Retribution's leader, Ali says... I didn't know because I never asked. I didn't say, "Hey, I want to be with Retribution." I was just auditioning for my own thing. The day of the reveals, when I found out, I was thinking about going this way, but then, but they went this way. At the end of the day, it was an opportunity to be on TV on Monday Night Raw weekly for multiple segments. That's leaps and bounds from what when the year before, year prior. On the group not working out as hoped, Ali says, "I did the best that I could with what I was given. There was a lot of amazing talent in that faction." As with everybody, this is what I tell people: everybody could be so much more. Top the to bottom of the roster, whether it's the main event or the opening act, everyone is capable of so much more. That's why they're in WWE. They are capable, but sometimes things take priority, and we have to do the bare minimum. Sometimes, but even with that, <clears throat> uh, the bare minimum you expected to. expected to over deliver on that so we did the best we could with what we were given so soft probably still of course a great uh a great competitor and of course like i said tomorrow at crown jewel he will face mansoor and i actually will be of course a very uh big time uh a very big time uh bout indeed jeremy thomas posted this story here as QT Marshall was interviewed on the evolution of his AEW role and also working with creative and also production. QT Marshall discussed his role in AEW and how it's evolved since the company launched in a new interview. Marshall spoke with Wrestling Inc., and here's some of the highlights from that interview. On his role in AEW evolving since the start, he says, when I first started as Cody's assistant, there there was a lot of work that needed to be done behind the scenes, and I kind of noticed that I wanted to do as much as i can because i want because with more work comes more responsibility but also more money i always always wanted to work in wrestling when i took the job as cody's assistant i was very much like a, it was very much like a developmental deal to see if I, if I fit in and this and that and the other i was already a producer at that point but when the pandemic hit some of the executive vice presidents couldn't come to work because of the pandemic they were in california on his role as tony khan's assistant marshall says we go back and Forth is his it has always been his show. I've seen it firsthand. Everyone pitches ideas, myself included. He is <coughs> he is the be all and end all, but he does need someone to put pen to paper. I don't mind doing it. It was something I saw Cody doing, so I took over formatting the show. Even if I formatted it with only the matches ever advertised, he's gonna look at it and say, Let's do this and that. We all have our card in it, but it is his show. We have we do have a nine clock in Rochester. I got there and I tell we were up until 5 or 6 a.m. just going over everything. I think about a lot of his ideas and putting them on paper and timing it out to see if it works. How can how can how can we all make sense? People are tweeting at me asking if being called his assistant bothers me. Why would it bother me? I'm his assistant. I'm I try to stay in my lane. I don't want people to say I'm writing the show. I'm physically writing, typing the format, but creating a show is not what I do. On being a bridge between Production. Marshall says if Malachi Black is coming in and has this cool entrance idea, I work with him. I work with production. We make it work. When it comes to talent, talent does pitch ideas to me because I guess they feel it's easier for them to pitch to me. But to- <coughs> excuse me. But Tony has an extremely open door policy. It's crazy, in fact, how 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 many people who can walk into his office any day of the week, especially on TV, when we're really busy. He loves it. He is very hands on. I am to get a little bit of the load off without overstepping my bounds. On Tony Khan adding the live buy in show to last week's rampage, Marshall says that came as a shock to me. I don't know all that was happening. Those are his cards. He keeps close to his chest. I believe they counter programmed us first. They announced they were going to do an extra half hour because they were on FS1 and wanted to go against us. At the end of the day, it's more content for the wrestling fan as to make you choose yeah that's fun about it are we going to win who knows i don't think there is a winner or loser i think the i think i think the fans win automatically it puts our wrestlers on a different level leave moriarty got to be got to be on a live buy-in that's a great experience for him and to be out there with a guy like bobby fish you have a massive match with brian danielson versus minora suzuki we're giving it to you for free because that is what we want to do Our pay-per-view model is not to be about creating good content for the fans. That's what Tony wants to do for him, the way people are taking it. Is he trying to go against WWE? You can say that. That's how it looks, and maybe deep down it's what he wants. At the end of the day, I think he's just trying to put out the greatest show possible and get the most eyes on it here as well. So, of course, like I said, we'll continue to, of course, Watch everything that, that goes on and see how it progresses.
4: <coughs>
3: Excuse me. That, pardon me. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Michelle McCool changes changes up her hairstyle. Hmm, Interesting. Michelle McCool has gone full braids as she revealed in post on her social media account. McCool posted to her Instagram stories that she did a full braid look the pics are no longer available, but of course, there is one courtesy of Twitter. Um, someone posted someone the Twitter account at R Edgehead uh, posted it yesterday, and of course, uh, and all they said was, uh, "There's a link. There's a link to it to the Twitter to this uh, to this picture that they found of Michelle McCool with the new look." So, if you wish to, of course uh check that out you can go of course to that person's twitter account and check out see what she looks like our next story here jim uh, jeremy thomas posted this story right here and there's an update on jc jane following a scary bump on nxt a new report has an update on jc jane's health after she had a frightening bump on last night's episode of nxt as reported last night jane was taken to the back in the middle of her match with persia parada and io shirai after she she did a suicide dive ropes and her feet caught on the ropes causing her to spill to the floor the match was turned into a singles match which shirai won according to wednesday's wrestling observer live a full ct scan was conducted and it came back clean which suggests that jane did not have a concussion as of now, she is still advertised for the women's ta- NXT Women's Tag Team Title match at Halloween Havoc next week. So we'll definitely, of course, keep a watch out on that, and hopefully, like I said, she—hopefully, uh, um, she—we'll um, find out. But of course, if we have any more updates on her condition. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As of course, tonight's special edition of AW Dark is officially online. AW second week of special Wednesday episodes of AW Dark and Dark Elevation airs tonight with fan favorite matches. The live stream is officially online. Of course, Geo, of course, right here is on this page for the show. It did kick off about an hour ago and will include matches suggested by fans from both Dark and Dark Elevation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point out that I did post this video earlier in the AEW US page if anybody wants to go on there and take a look. And like I said, these were chosen by AEW fans. So, like I said, some you may agree with, some you may not. But still, that is... (coughs) That was, of course, just their own opinion. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. uh, As Undertaker does a public appearance in Saudi Arabia... And also introduces uh, Pitbull at concert. Hmm. The undertaker made a public appearance in Saudi Arabia the day before Crown Jewel, introducing Pitbull for his concert there. The dead man made an appearance at Pitbull show in Riyadh. Riyadh, I guess is how you pronounce it. On Wednesday, to introduce the rapper. Of course, you can see it right here on this page. Taker has not classed to appear at Crown Jewel and has been retired since Survivor Series last year. That said, should WWE want to have him appear, he is in the area, at least as of today. Uh, Two Twitter accounts. One is from at Spinny, S-P-E-N-N-Y, Love, posted, said The Undertaker introduces a Pitbull concert. Was not on my bingo this year. And also someone, um, I cannot pronounce his name, but I'm just going to spell the Twitter account, at... T-U-R-K-I underscore A-L, see I hope I have that right, A-L-A-L-S-H-I-K-H, so, but it was spoken in, um, I think, Arabic, so, of course, that is kind of, that is, of course, kind of hard to, uh, that is, of course, kind of hard to pronounce there, yeah, indeed, as we go, of course, obviously, to uh, some impact news right here, uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, as Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green both were talking were, 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 we're discussing adjusting to working together and also Cardona's work in GCW Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green are working together more regularly since they left WWE and they discussed what that has had on their relationship on Busted Open Radio. The two were guests on the show recently and here are some of the highlights per wrestling inc. Cardono having the most fun of his career right now, he says the time I spent in WWE, I'm so grateful for that time because they allowed me for instance during the pandemic when there were no shows going on, I didn't have to worry about money because I had built his name where I was able to do a podcast on wrestling figures. If it wasn't from WWE if I wasn't from WWE, who 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 won't want to listen to that? so i'm so grateful that money is important i'm not saying it's not important what i'm saying is listen i'm doing really really well right now i'm not saying that i'm making any money or doing any shows for free i'm certainly not saying that what i'm saying is maybe i'm not making when i'm going when i'm going to my accountant maybe i didn't make the most money this year i think i'm doing more for my career in 10 years i think i'm having the most fun which is important to me my schedule is pretty packed up i have something every weekend and like i said it We have the podcast. I'm working seven days a week, but in theory, is it really work? I'm talking about toys and I'm wrestling. I'm doing the two things that I love. Cardona talks about his current run in GCW. He says, I'm the internet champion. 10 years ago, I started this YouTube show because I didn't like my spot on the card. I didn't like where I was in the company and I wanted to do something about it. Now, 10 years later, I wanted to do something about it. No one's been counted out more times in this business whether it be by promoters or fans than me and i keep coming back because i'm not done i want to be a top star in this business and i'm not going to stop so whether it's having a having kick aws matches in the ring or pissing people off on the internet or selling a bunch of t-shirts on progress and tees and now incorporating uh chelsea i'm going to do what i can i'm not guaranteeing that i'll go down as this wrestling god but i am going to die trying Chelsea Green on the adjustments they made in relationship now that they're working together. She says we did not have, we did not base this relationship off, not even from the start. We did not talk about, we did not talk about wrestling probably for the first two years. I do love that we get to do things together. I'm happy we, I'm happy we get to do, get to do things together, but it's a learning experience for our entire relationship. We've been ships passing in the night. We've never been at the same place at the same time, really. So we're learning as we go. We're trying to Figure out who we are as a couple because we're very different wrestlers. Cardona talks about his their, uh, talk about their relationship has spared, as they, of course, started working together. He says, now it's a little different because now we're involved in Impact Together, GCW, so now we're going to have to talk about it more often, and it's fine. I don't mind traveling with my hot fiance on the road. It's not the end of the world. We're both like going to the gym. We both like eating healthy, so it's going to be okay. Okay, or GCW the other night when I was out there in Atlantic City man my ears were ringing because they were booing me so much it was so much fun I loved it and now they were going to be at the Hammerstein Ballroom I pray that they give me a microphone I just want to feel that I have goosebumps just talking about because I went to the Hammerstein Ballroom one time Mikey Whipwreck brought brought me backstage to one night stand the first one and there is no backstage so I watched it from the crowd just standing up an 18 year old 19 year old kid and just in all i just want to be there in that building i never really thought i would have that opportunity things just kind of fall into place now i'm in gcw and they announced that they're coming to hammer I'm the biggest heel in gcw so i know i'm going to be on the show it's just what i am doing and now that Chelsea's is going to be involved too man it's going to be a special night uh you can check out of course that interview of course um, um of course There's a there's you can act on here on this page right here from that interview that they that uh was done with Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Also, of course, um, something also to talk about something about Cody Rhodes, but uh, you can check out of course all that. Of course, like I said, there's a link right there on this page where I, of course, read this story on 411 Mania. Jeremy Thomas' story uh, here tonight as Dewdrop. Of course, Piper Niven talks about making it to the Queen's Crown finals. Says it's the start of her legacy in WWE. Dewdrop, well, Dewdrop. Of course, as I says uh, Piper Niven. Is at the face of Zelina Vega in the finals of the Queen's Crown tournament tomorrow at Crown Jewel. And the Raw-, Raw star weighed in on what it might mean for her. Of course, Dewdrop was a guest on this week's edition of The Bump. And here are some try right here per Wrestling Inc. On being in the finals of the tournament, she says, this is my first huge tournament. It's definitely the biggest match of my career so far. I'm kind of caught up with excitement and anticipation and a little bit of nervousness, which I know is a good thing because you always want that ner- nervousness so you can keep on your toes. Excitement is the pre- predominant feeling right now. On what simil- similarities she sees between herself and Vega, um she says, when people look at me and they look at Zelina Vega, they think we couldn't be apart, which I don't think is true at all. I think we have something very important in common, which, as we know, can can be extremely deceiving. She may only be five foot zero, but it's five, foot, five feet of pure fury. She's as fiery as they come, so I have to watch out for her. On what her reign will be like if she wins, Dewdrop says, yes, I think it will be a very... It would be a very colorful and bubbly rain. I would put myself down as a... I wouldn't put myself down as a timer at all. I would say that I'm the God of the people. On a potential women's title shot, if she wins, Dewdrop says, I think this is what really could be the beginning of my legacy here in WWE. What a way, to say of being the first ever Queen's Crown Tournament winner, to be the winner means your name lives on in history forever. That's certainly a prize I would want my name on. So we definitely, of course, we definitely will wish... Of course, do drop do drop look as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as like I said, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, she is set to face Selena Vega in the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament tomorrow at uh, Crown Jewel. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as Impact releases the qualifying matches for the Digital digital Media Championship. With all the competitors set for the Impact Digital Media Ch- Championship match, Lori, the company has released several of the Digital Media Championship qualifying matches on YouTube. You can, of course, see five of the six qualifying matches right here on this page, which include all the qualifying talent except Neil Dashwood, who defeated Alicia Edwards in the match released on Impact Plus and their YouTube Insider program. The match will air on The Bound for Glory pre-show on Saturday and will feature Dashwood versus Elsie Green versus Jordan Grace versus Fala Bob versus Crazy Steve versus and for the digital Media Championship. That's going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. This is technically, in sense, a big intergender match in which you're going to have, like I said, three women and you're going to have three men competing in this match for this. So it ought to be 100% tremendous indeed. I do believe, let me see here. And we have, yes, we have, we have, we have, we have a couple more stories to bring here, including one of them is a story that we read on Outside the Ropes here earlier tonight, but I will read it here to end. I will read it here momentarily. But first, Jeffrey Harris posted this story today. As Karrion Cross sports a formal look in new photos alongside Scarlett. Was that Scarlett Buchroe, by the way? Everybody knows that. Karrion Cross shared a number of photos this week showing him sporting a newer, formal, and more look, along with real-life fiance Scarlett. The photos were taken by our Orlando-based photographer uh, I I I Light Photos. I think that's I think that's what it says. The Twitter account noted that they were Bonnie and Clyde with a modern twist. Here are some of the, some of the images, of course, are on this page if you wish to check it out. Crossroad in the caption for one of them, he says, Don't let yourself get anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat. If you feel, of course, the heat around the corner. Meanwhile, Scarlett tweeted, It's not Halloween yet, but I'm dressed as the love of your life. <clears throat> Uh, earlier this week, it was reported by Russell votes that WWE planned on repackaging carrying Cross and making changes to his character. It's rumored that WWE wants to show Cross as more of a so yet also calm and cool. It's not confirmed if these photos are related to what WWE had in mind. The rumor added that Cross's helmet was supposed to stay, and there are still no plans to use Scarlett yet on the main roster. They have no idea why in the world they just don't go ahead and do it uh let's see um not a bad looking photo of course uh from of course the company you know these photos uh you can check that out on like i said on instagram of course right here very unique of course here indeed uh, but <clears throat> very 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 um very unique Great photography it looks like there indeed. We brought you this story earlier, like we said, ladies and gentlemen, our last story of the night here. But we brought you this story on Outside the Ropes here earlier this evening. But I'll go ahead and bring this in case anyone has not heard about this by now. I do really want to thank the Key Club's Mitt Patel for bringing it to my attention earlier today. Joseph Lee posted this story on 411 Mania today as a ma- another match has been a match has been announced for the Crown Jewel kickoff show. WWE has announced a match for the Crown Jewel kickoff show, which will feature now the Usos taking on the team of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Of course, as we have here, the Bloodline are on a collision course with the Hurt Business. Jimmy and Jay Uso clash with former Raw Tag Team Champions Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. The Classic Tag Team Showdown will light up the Crown Jewel kickoff show, which begins tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Peacock and also WWE social platforms and features expert analysis ahead of the night's action. And, of course, now here is the updated lineup, of course, which includes this match. As you know, the Universal title reigns will take on Brock Lesnar. SmackDown women's title, Becky Lynch takes on Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Raw tag team titles, RK Bro takes on AJ Styles and Omos. WWE WWE title match, Big E defends against Drew McIntyre. No Holds barred. Goldberg takes on Bobby Lashley, Hell in a Cell, Seth Rollins versus Edge, King of the Ring Tournament Finals, Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods, Queen's Crown Tournament Finals, Dude Drop takes on Zelina Vega, Mansoor takes on Mustafa Ali, and like we said, the kickoff show match, the Usos will take on Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. So there you have it, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with some of your some wrestling stories here, of course, here for for. for Tonight here, of course, as always, we want to thank our friends at, mania, <clears throat> at 411mania.com, mania at 411 of course, for allowing us to read those here, as always, and also to give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, of course, King and W.O. T Smith and the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WCWS radio network, and of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way. To make it fit and of course in gts's case super glue and duct tape you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination nor have we ever tried to beat it at all beat that in beta combination the past six years now let's see of course check out our first volley ladies and gentlemen of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays of course courtesy of the human suplex machine john gross who is still Getting a lot of everything posted here as fast as possible. Let's see what he has for us here thus far. On this date in 1964, Mad Dog Vachon defeated Vern Gagne to regain the AWA World Heavyweight title in Minneapolis, Minnesota. On this day, ninety-six 1996, WWF presented Buried Alive from the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming's hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana. 9,649 people were in attendance. Here are some of the matches that took place here. The Stalker defeated Justin Hart Bradshaw. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Hunter Hurst Hemsley in their first ever one-on-one match. Austin was scheduled to face Salvia Vega, but Salvia could not make it due to an injury. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defeated the Smoky Guns to retain the team titles. Mark Merrill defeated Goldust to retain the Intercontinental title. Psycho Sid defeated Vader to face Shawn, to face Shawn Michaels. At Survivor Series for the WWF title, and The Undertaker defeated Mankind in the Buried Alive match. After the match, as the Undertaker was shoving dirt on Mankind, the Executioner, who of course, who of course in reality was the uh, late Freebird Terry Gordy, attacked The Undertaker and both buried The Undertaker alive. They would have eventually have helped from Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Goldust, J- Justin Holt, Bradshaw, and Crush after burying The Undertaker alive. Lights went out and thunder struck from the gravesite, and a lightning bolt also struck from the gravesite, revealing the hand of the undertaker, telling the world he would not rest in peace. <coughs> On this date in two thousand, WCW actually releases Brent from his contract. On this date in two thousand two, WWE's No Mercy was held in Little Rock, Arkansas, not too far from, of course, the home of our own uh, Empress Emery Rickenbach. 10,000 people were in attendance with 300,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 325,000 homes from 2001. The matches that took place here, the Hurricane defeated Stephen Richards in a one-on-one match. Chris Jericho and Christian defeated Booker T. and Golda- Goldust to retag tag team titles. Tori Wilson defeated Don Marie. RVD defeated Ric Flair. Jamie Noble defeated Tajiri to retain the Cruiserweight title. Triple H defeated Kane in the unification match to retain the world heavyweight title but retiring the Intercontinental title. The Intercontinental title stayed retired until 2003 when Stone Cold Steve Austin reactivates it. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle defeated Edge and Rey Mysterio to win the inaugural WWE tag team titles. Trish Stratus defeated Victoria to retain the women's title and Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE title. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches back and forth. Yes, indeed, I would agree. <coughs> also on the state 2003, Batista made his return to Raw after interrupting a dream match between Shawn Michaels and Goldberg for the World Heavyweight title. Batista tapped both Michaels and Goldberg with Batista claiming the 100 bounty placed on the champ's head by his Evolution stablemates. And I believe that's how he eventually got into evolution in the first place. Happy 26th birthday to Umberto Carrillo. Happy 51st birthday to both Tiger Mask 4 and former cruiserweight and tag team champion, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Also, happy 63rd birthday to former four time intercontinental champion, found one, half, half of the founders, of, one half of the outsiders, was member of course, founding member of the NWO. And also, of course, GTS's favorite superstar, a man who also could have been the world champion in both WWE and WCW. Of course, we're talking about Scott Hall. Of course, you might also know him as Hey Yo, Razor Ramon Chico. And survey says we should do some history on him, as John says. Mm-hmm. Not bad touch there, John. Uh, Hall was born in St. Mary's County, Maryland, just 70 miles from south of Washington, D.C. He grew up and uh, moved once every year at the age of 15. He attended high school in Munich in West Germany. On January 15, 1983, at the age of 25, Hall got into a heated dispute with a patron and had a brawl with him, ending with Hall shooting him in the head. Hall was arrested but was acquitted on self-defense. Hall started his career in 1984 with the N.W.A. feuding with Dusty Rhodes as he and Dan Spivey trained together in Florida. When it was time for the two to debut as a tag team, Rhodes sent them to work in Crockett, Charlotte, North Carolina-based territory. They debuted as American Starship, Hall under the ring name Starship Coyote, and Spivey under the ring name Starship Eagle. American Starship were booked to wrestle infrequently that they were given ground crew jobs for the Charlotte Orioles. When they did get in the ring, it was with little success. The highlight of their stay in Crockett's mid Championship Wrestling was a losing challenge to Arn and Ole Anderson for the NWA National Team title. Hall joined the AWA 1985, where he wrestled as Magnum Scott Hall and Big Scott Hall, where he wrestled as a babyface wrestler. Vern Gagne, the owner and promoter of, AWA, of the AWA, had wanted to push Hall to the same heights as he had Hulk Hogan. Following Hogan's departure for Vince McMahon's WWF, Gagne had Hall use mannerisms and moves similar to Hogan. Following Hogan's departure for Vince McMahon, Gagne had Hall use... Uh, I already said. Hall had traveled to Japan where he wrestled several matches for New Japan Pro Wrestling between 1987 and 1990. Hall formed a tag team with his more experienced friend, Kurt Henning, whom he later would credit for cultivating his early professional wrestling career. The team defeated Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal for the AWA World Tag Team titles on January 18, 1986 in a 58-minute match in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but they dropped the titles to Buddy Road Rose at Summers by countout on May 17, 1986. Hall then received shots at the AWA World Heavyweight title against both Stan Hansen and Rick Martel. Although Gagne won to put the belt on Hall, Hall hated the cold weather and the territory, recognizing the AWA as a sinking ship and left for the NWA in 1989. AWA folded the following year. Hall was brought into the NWA's World Championship Wrestling territory. By Jim Ross in 1989, as part of his initiative to develop new young stars, he made his debut on the June 3rd, 1989 edition of WCW, in a vignette that showed Scott Gator Hall swimming and playing volleyball at a beach. Hall went winless in tag team and singles action, and finally gained his first victory on June 29th, when he pinned Rip Morgan in Salisbury, Maryland, and entered a successful house show series with Bill Irwin. On July 9, 1989, on WCW, he was the Great Muta. His pay-per-view debut came at the Great American Bash, the glory days where he participated in a King of the Hill Battle Royal. He jobbed regularly, losing to the Great Muta, Mike Rotunda, Sid Vicious, Ron Simmons, and Butcher Reed. On November 7, 1989, he was defeated by Butch Reed at a house show in Chicago in his last match. Hall received another tryout for WW, for the WWF. After getting his first tryout in August of 87, he was defeated by Paul Roma and did not sign with the company's point. Hall would go, go to moderate indie wrestling promotions in 1990 and 1991 and also competed for the CWA on March 3, 1991. He regained the WWC Caribbean Heavyweight title, defeating Miguel Perez Jr. After wrestling a dark match on April 29, 1991, Hall returned to WCW as the Diamond Stud. He was matched by Diamond Dallas Page, making his first appearance on May 19, 1991. A debut match squashed Tommy Rich on June 14, 1991 at Clash of the Champions 15. Also defeated Tom Zink at the Great American Match until losing to Ron Simmons at Fall Brawl. At Halloween Havoc 1991, the team of Stud, Ad, Abdullah the Butcher, Captain Jack and Big Van Vader lost to Sting, Ellie Gante and the Steiner Brothers, in a Chamber of Horrors match where Abdullah the Butcher were accidentally fried by Cactus Jack. Hall was silent in 1991, and entered 1992, forming another short-lived tag team with Vinnie Vegas, his county Flamingo, and also for Paul E. Dangerously's Dangerous Alliance. The idea of adding him to the Dangerous Alliance was contemplated, but fell through, and Hall left WCW shortly after a final televised match on May 8, 1992. Paul would join the WWF later that month as Razor Ramon, a shady and stylish Cuban-American bully. The character was modeled after the characters Tony Montana and Manny Rivera from the 1983 film Scarface, Ramon's nickname, The Bad Guy, and his catchphrase, Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Paul claimed that he had pitched the idea of a Scarface-like character during a meeting with, with McMahon and Patterson as a joke, and he quoted lines from the film with a cuban accent and gave ideas for vignettes that would recreate several of the films hall had suggested tito santana for a latino sounding name that starts with r and santana suggested ramon hall brought it back to mcmahon and the name stuck on august 8 1992 razor ramon made his tv in-ring debut defeating paul van dale of course we know now as the father of current WWE female competitor Carmella. With the Razor's edge, early on in his matches, Ramon would wear large gold chain necklaces while handing them them to an official. He would threaten, something happens to this, something is going to happen to you. Razor's first major angle began on September 14, 1992, when he cost Randy Savage the WWF title against Ric Flair and resulted in Flair winning the belt. Razor and Flair would team up to take on the Mega Maniacs, Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage, at the 1992 Survivor Series. But the Warrior left the WWF prior to being replaced by Mr. Perfect. Razor and Razor and Flair lost the match by DQ against, of course, Savage and per- Savage and Perfect. <clears throat> uh, so, so, sorry about that, here, folks. Let I me. Mean, uh... Uh, uh, sorry about that. I kind of lost that here, but let me find it here. Uh, uh Razor immediately got a title shot against Bret Hart as Bret was supposed to defend the title against the Ultimate Warrior at the 1993 Royal Rumble. During that feud, Razor just dis- disrespected Bret and the Hart Wrestling family. Razor would lose to Bret the Royal Rumble, submitting to the sharpshooter. Razor would defeat former WWF champion Bob Backlund at WrestleMania 9. The fans started to cheer for Razor despite being a heel. Razor would lose a match on May 17, 1993 to the 1-2-3 Kid, which was a jobber. The period of the King of the Ring tournament, triggering a slow fan favorite turn with a bad guy To Razor lost to Bret Hart in the quarterfinals. Razor would eventually turn face and join up with the 1-2-3 Kid as well. Razor defeated Ted DiBiase in DiBiase's final WWF match. After Shawn Michaels was stripped of the Intercontinental title, Razor Ramon and Rip Martel co-won a 20-man battle royal match to determine who, who the new Intercontinental champion was. On October 11, 1993, Razor captured the Intercontinental title over Rip Martel and held on to the title for six months. His Intercontinental Championship feud would be against both Shawn Michaels and Diesel, the first of it was when Shawn Michaels returned from suspension and had a secondary Intercontinental Championship of his own, claiming to be the true IC champion. At the 1994 Royal Rumble, Shawn attempted to cost Razor the Intercontinental title and give it to IRS. But Razor retained the title over IRS to, to, itself, to determine who the real icing would be at WrestleMania 10. When Razor Ramon faced Shawn Michaels for the title in the first ever ladder match, which, by the way, has to be considered one of the greatest, uh, WrestleMania Intercontinental Championship matches of all time. In the end, it was Razor that walked out with both belts. In April, Razor would drop the title to Sean's bodyguard, Diesel. He entered the 1994 King of the Ring and made it to the finals until losing to Owen Hart. Razor captured the I yeah. SummerSlam over Diesel with Walter Payton in his corner and Michaels in Diesel's corner. At the 1994 Survivor Series, he captured the 1-2-3 Kid, British Bulldog, and the Head against the Teamsters known as Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, Jim Neidhart, Owen Hart, and Shawn Michaels. The Teamsters team dominated with Diesel, nearly eliminating half the entire team. But when another mishap happened between Michaels and Diesel, Diesel attacked his team, that allowed Razor to win the man out. Razor would have a feud with Jeff Jarrett at the start of 1995. At the 95 Royal Rumble, Jarrett regained the IC title over Razor Ramon, this led to a rematch at WrestleMania 11 with Razor winning the match but not the title. Razor would win back the title at a house show on May 19, 1995. In a latter match, making him the first man to win the Intercontinental Championship three times on May 22, 1995, he would lose the title once again. Razor would form a tag team with Salvia Vega. Salvia would face Razor from the 1995 King of the Ring, with Salvia making it to the finals, defeating IRS and Yokozuna, but failed to defeat Mabel in the finals. Razor and Shawn would rekindle their ladder match rivalry at the 1995 SummerSlam, this time with Shawn retaining the Intercontinental title over Razor. Razor recaptured the title for the fourth time on October 22, 1995, defeating Dean Douglas, who had a short reign as champion after Douglas was given out from Shawn Michaels, as Michaels was jumped by a bunch of Marines in Syracuse. Razor would become the first-ever four-time Intercontinental Champion. He would get involved in a feud with the Million Dollar Corporation, and he was formed by the 123 Kid at the 1996 Royal Rumble. Razor lost the title to Goldust. His was originally supposed to win the belt back at WrestleMania 12 against Goldust in a Miami Street fight, but he was suspended for six weeks by the WWF due to his drug, drug abuse. Uh, he returned to WWF television for the last time in April where he lost to Vader. He was associated with the backstage group known as the Click from 1994 to 1996, which featured Kevin Nash, of course, Paul Levesque, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Sean Waltman, who was, of course, one, two, three kid, X-Pac, and all that. On May 19, 1996, both Hall and Nash wrestled their final matches for the company. Hall lost to Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and Nash lost to Michaels in his cage. After the they came together in the ring and broke KFab, hugging each other. Hall would return to WCW again on May 27, 1996, claiming to be an outsider. He would be joined by Kevin Nash two weeks later, undergoing a hostile takeover of WCW. The angle paralleled the real-life competition between WCW and the WWF. At the Bash of the Beach, Hall and Nash challenged Sting, Luger, and Randy Savage to a six-man tag. mystery partner turned out to be Hulk Hogan, the 3WO. Oh, shoot. Sorry about that. Uh, uh the stable storm WCW recruiting stars such as six who was the uh, as the one, two, three kid. And also, of course, the giant who we of course now know is big show. Of course now we know. Also known as the Outsiders closed out 1996 with a victory over Sting and Luger. Also, picked up the tag team titles, defeating Harlem Heat at Halloween Havoc. Hall and Nash lost the titles to the Steiner brothers. Eric Bischoff returned the title due to the fact <clears throat> that the referee wasn't the official referee for the match. The Outsiders held on to the tag team titles from February 24, 1997 to October 13, 1997. Hall would wrestle mostly singles matches. In the last quarter of 97 with Nash and 6 out of injury. His biggest win in WCW came when he won a 60-man battle royal at World War III in November 97, earning a shot at the WCW World Heavyweight title. On January 12, 1998, the, the outsiders regained the titles over the Steiner Brothers, but would lose them <coughs> but, uh, but would lose them again to the Steiner Brothers and would recapture them again. Hall lost his chance at the WCW World Heavyweight title against Sting. On March 16, 1998, Hall and Nash were heavily intoxicated under the influence of painkillers. Hall was taken off TV for a short while and forced by WCW to enter rehab. As Hall was absent, the NWO split into two feuding factions. Hall and Kevin Nash reunited to take on Sting and the Giant at Saint-Burie. But Hall turned on Nash and switched sides to line himself with NWO Hollywood. On July 6, 1998, Hall lost to Goldberg, giving Goldberg a shot at the World Heavyweight title, in which Goldberg won. Hall and the Giant... <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, ...would win the tag team titles on July 20, 1998, defeating Sting and Kevin Nash after outside interference from Bret Hart. The reign ended at Halloween having with Rick Steiner defeating the Giant and Scott Steiner to win the title, even after Rick's partner, Buff Bagwell, had also turned on. him. Hall faced Nash in Halloween Havoc, with Nash hitting Hall with two jackknife powerbombs, and Nash lost the match by countout in what was described as an act. Hall was ejected from the NWO Hollywood in late 1998 after Scott Steiner took control of the group in Hogan's absence. At Starcade, Hall helped Nash regain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship over Goldberg, reuniting Hall and Nash once again. The NWO Wolfpack and NWO Hollywood merged back into one in 1999, marking the infamous finger poke of doom. Hall won the United States title but suffered a foot injury, forcing him to forfeit the title. Hall and that reunited again in 1999, would recapture the United States title in a Texas Tornado ladder match. Also won the WWF World TV title at Mayhem by forfeit. Hall vacated the TV title by throwing it into a trash can. Of course, we know Hack saw Jim Duggan to find that belt later. Also, was stripped of the United States title after he was sidelined. The United States title after he was sidelined with a knee injury. Hall and Nash recaptured the WCW Tag Team titles on December 13, 1999. NWO was in the, as NWO 2000 with Hall and Nash joining Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, and Scott Steiner. Of course, it was coined NWO 2000. Hall's last match would be in WCW, where he feuded with Sid Vicious. And Jeff Jarrett for the WCW World Heavyweight Title Super Brawl, with Sid retaining the title. Paul mm-hmm. W. makes sporadic appearances for ECW and New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2000 and 2001. I'll return to the WWF. After the WCW had folded out, folded up 2002 with the original members of the NWO feeding with the likes of The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. At WrestleMania 18, Hall lost to Stone Cold Steve Austin. The NWO thing fizzled with Hogan turning back into a baby face. And both Nash Hall and X-Pac returned to the Raw brand in the draft. <sighs> On May 5th, 2002, Hall was fired as he was responsible for the excuse me. For, he was responsible for the plane ride from hell incident. Hall would join TNA in 2002 and make some sporadic appearances there. I also continued to make some indie wrestling appearances in 2003 and to return to TNA in 2004, but he left again in 2005. I'll return to TNA back in 2007. <clears throat> the feud with Kurt Angle, ref- Kurt- Angle reform in National Hall, but Hall no-showed at the 2007 Turning Point pay-per-view. Hall won the WWC Universal Heavyweight title. but began to have emotional problem problems and also with the, and with the drinking he could not compete leaving the strap thus his scheduled opponent Biggie size proclaimed himself the new champion Paul made his jcw debut on August 12 2007 and stayed there until 2009. Paul returned to TNA in 2010 to try to reform the band with Hogan. Of course, the fact we knew that Hulk Hogan was coming to TNA. But Hogan said it was a different time. Hall and Nash defeated Matt Morgan to win the TNA World Tag Team Titles on May 4, 2010. But the band the band was stripped of the titles due to Hall's personal real life legal problems. The next day, Hall had been released from TNA after eight years of working part time. And just retired from professional wrestling altogether. After Halt got into, of course, his personal problems and also getting help from DDP Yoga, Hall was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2014. and has continued to make sporadic WWE appearances to this very day. Now John says, let's move on. To, to, of course, our pop culture, history, and birthdays here. (sighs) On the St. 1097, the First Crusaders arrived in Antioch during the First Crusade. On a state 1803, the U.S. Senate ratifies the Louisiana Purchase. On the state 1817, first Mississippi showboat leaves Nashville on its maiden voyage. On a state 1818, the United States and Britain agreed to joint control of Oregon Country. 1847, a 12-year-old poisons his grandfather with arsenic. It would become a famous court case. It was that 1888, Chicago and All-America baseball teams play an exhibition game in Auckland, New Zealand. excuse me, on the state 1891, the first international six-day bike race at New York's Madison Square Garden officially begins. Of course, we understand they raced all the way to, of course, it would eventually become J.D.'s house. On the state 1903, the United States wins disputed boundary between the District of Alaska and Canada. I want to say in 1917, Alice Paul, who was a United States suffragette, begins a seven-month jail jail sentence for peacefully picketing during the women's suffrage. Of course, that was when women were, of course, uh, doing these protests, peaceful protests to, of course, hopefully get them to, of course, make it legal for, for women to actually vote in the elections. I want to say in 1924, the Monarchs shut out the Hilldales 5-0 in the Negro League World Series. And no offense to, of course, any of our African-American friends. want to say in 1934, Major League Baseball All-Star Team, led by Connie Mack, and then include Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, and Lou Gehrig, Sell to sell to Japan for an 18-game series. On the 18 1935, Hank Greenberg is named the MVP. I want to say 1951, the, John, the, the Johnny Bright incident occurs in Stillwater, Oklahoma. 1955, the Yankees began a 16 game exhibition in Japan. I want to say 1957, Walter Cronkite begins hosting a weekly documentary. In 1960, Ralph Hook replaces Casey Stengel as the manager of the Yankees. On a state in 1962, the group Peter, Paul, and Mary's debut album, of of course, which is the same name as their group, reaches number one on the U.S. charts. On a state in three, Jim Brown sets an NFL single season rushing record of 1,863 yards. Also on that same day, the South, Afri- South Africa begins trial of Nelson Mandela and eight others on conspiracy charges. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. On the set of 1965, the All-Stars defeat the Montrealians in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. On the state, 1973, President Nixon proclaims Jim Thorpe is the, uh, to have been the greatest athlete of the 20th century. I think this was the early part of the 20th century. I think I read this on Outside the Ropes earlier tonight. But yes, I believe that's what that is said. Yes, but this was proclaimed by President Richard Nixon himself. On the state, 1975, the Supreme Court rules that teachers could spank their pupils after warning so, so, so i'm sure everybody here probably did experience that and of course yeah i want to say 1977 a fateful rock moment took place in mississippi a plane charted by rock band leonard Skinnerd runs out of fuel and crashes in a wooded area Oh. Near Gillsburg, Mississippi, yes. Yes. I've heard about this. My sister is, ladies and gentlemen, is a real big fan of all the original work of Leonard Skinner. Six people are killed, including band members Ronnie Van Zant, Steve Gaines, Cassie Cassie Gaines, and Dean Kilpatrick. The accident breaks the group up temporarily until nineteen eighty seven. And Ronnie's brother Johnny Van Zant fills in. On the same 1979, Bob Dylan appears on Saturday Night Live, and the JFK Library is dedicated in Boston, Massachusetts. 1981, the first NBA game is played at the Meadowlands Arena as the New Jersey Nets lose to the New York Knicks, 103-99. On would say 1982, Billy Martin is fired as manager of the Oakland A's. On that same day, the Cardinals beat the Brewers four games to three in the 79 of the World Series. In 1984, Mike Bossy's 30th career hat trick, four goals. I want to say 1987, the Dow Jones increases. One to 102.27 points. I want to say 1988, the Dodgers win the 85th World Series over the Athletics. On this date in 1990, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati beats Oakland in game four and sweeps them to win the, the Reds' fifth title in the World Series. On this date in 1992, the Blue Jays beat the Braves in game three at Skydome in Toronto. It's the first baseball World Series game outside of the United States. I said nineteen ninety-three the Blue Jays and the Phillies have a long World Series game as they beat them fifteen to fourteen. I was at nineteen ninety six Braves Andrew Jones is the youngest player, the homer in the World Series. Let's say the ninth richard prior is awarded the first ever mark twain prize for american humor yes i want to say 2004 the red sox beat the yankees and win the major league baseball american league championship I want to say 2011, Muammar Gaddafi and his son were both killed after the Battle of Sirte, while in the custody of NTC fighters. We didn't mention that in in, in, in those who passed away on this day today. Um, so I want to say 2015, Joe Biden confirms that he will not resident in 2016 well look where biden is now six of course 6 years later and john says my my how times have changed yes john i definitely agree but of course i don't think joe biden is really thinking straight anymore Of course, happy 50th birthday to Snoop Dogg, of course, as you know, he's a WWE Hall of Famer as well, and also he is the real-life cousin of WWE, WWE female competitor Sasha Banks. Of course, also happy 57th birthday to, of course, first female vice president, of course, Kamala Harris, of course, currently the vice president of Biden. Today would have been this and i did this is something i didn't know here too today would have been the 71st birthday of rock legend tom petty yes great great musician i hate he's gone also today would have been the 90th birthday of major league baseball legend uh mickey mantle one of the all-time greats for the Yankees yes I would definitely agree And John's preparing some NASCAR history here for today, of course, here as well. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we will talk about give our personal thoughts about last night's episode of NXT 2.0. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, give you some updates on the Crown Jewel prediction title challenge and also the Queen's Court sudden death match between the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and also Aleyla Peters. Of course, as the, that, that match will be announced, of course, this Friday on episode number 1058 of Revolution, which will be the first participant in WWUS's Queens Court. Here's some NASCAR history on the state in 2002: Kurt Busch wins in Martinsville. Of course, you gotta say his name like this: Kurt Busch. I'll say 1991 the late davy allison wins the ac delco 500 i do remember that at, of course at rockingham i definitely remember that it's been a while since i've seen it but i do remember it that may be one of the races we may have posted in the, in the nascar us page so if it is like i said hopefully a lot of those older races. Still posting, Everyone's check that out. I want to say, nineteen eighty-five, Daryl Waltrip wins, of course, at Rockingham. And John said, "That's all he's got for the first volley of your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, tonight." Uh, <clears throat> so we, so John, we thank you, of course, very much. And uh, John, before I go on here, I guess if you want to get like a good get like an overview of some of the results here, that might kind of help you me. Late as uh, so, a So that might, so that uh, I would like to get maybe some thoughts about you, uh, some thoughts from you on that. So keep that in mind. Also, we want to thank 411 Mania for, of course, uh, bringing you, uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> um, and of course, we'll bring you the second volume, of course, of our history and birthdays a little bit later on here in the show. Also, we want to thank 411 Mania for providing us with tonight's rest of the news and views this evening. 15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. 1 562 Caller ID 138055 pound. Episode 1057 of WCW US Revolution. This is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw coming at you from Trinity, North Carolina. Of course, WCW US HQ. And also the human surplus machine, John Gross, coming at you from Front Royal, Virginia. We do have a couple more gentlemen standing, but let's go ahead and bring them in here to the table. Uh, (coughs) First off here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, our first participant, ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, general manager of WCW US Fan Empire, of course, on Facebook. He is a multiple-time title holder in both WCW US and GSWI. He is, of course, he is, of course, a frequent panelist on all of our shows here in the radio network. (coughs) And also, of course, he's known as, of course, the the man with the golden voice. Of course, he has proven that time and time again on all of our on all of our shows here, of course, in the past. Proving that he has 10 times more talent than any of these new superstars out there today. Uh, Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you see him walking up and down the streets of his hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana, you could tell that he does have the likeness of both Arsenio Hall and Lionel Richie. And the only way you'll be able to probably talk to him and get his attention is do a little something like this. Hello. Woo, 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 woo. And we're we'll going introduce him in just a minute. But our second participant, ladies and gentlemen, he is a three-time WCW U.S. Hall of Famer. He is part of the broadcast team, which brings you, of course, raw radio every Monday afternoon on Talk Shoe. And also, ladies and gentlemen, part of the broadcast team, which brings you sports machine every sometimes every single Friday, or unless they have a special episode most of the time, every Friday afternoon, of course, right here on Talk Shoe as well. <coughs> He's also a multiple-time title holder in WCWUS. He's a man, of course, that does tell like it is, whether it's wrestling, sports, entertainment, anything like that. He definitely, of course, gives us the 411, all that always, and he is the one man that has proven time and time again that he can do all that with ease and and finesse, and he can even do, even do it while we're not wearing any pants. So I will bring him both in, of course, personally myself, Let's Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to, to both to episode number one thousand fifty-seven, of course, of. <clears throat> revolution first off ladies and gentlemen from indianapolis indiana the soul man justin lewis fleming and from pittsburgh pennsylvania ladies and gentlemen uh of course you simply know him as jd but of course his real name is the Iceman, jared D. D. justin we welcome you to of course 1057 of revolution thank you both very much here for bringing it to uh for for, for, for uh popping in here with us here of course tonight. Whoa, don't speak up at one all at once. And I do say okay, I do see Justin's now popped in on the line. We're glad to see him of course. Uh I'm hoping JD is still, of course, still out there, still out there here as well. He's not sitting on his toilet right now, uh, <clears throat> but uh, we, but of course, we don't want to hear that much more about it. Uh, but of course, we welcome, like I said, both JD and Justin to the show here tonight. Uh, thank you all both for being a part of it. Uh, John's quick thoughts about last night's edition of NXT 2.0. He says, even though he didn't watch it, and all that. But he did hear some stuff, and I will to repeat what he has got here. He has heard that Johnny Gargano is possibly going to be becoming a babyface along with Dexter Loomis. And John says he is intrigued to also see the, the two spin the wheel, make a deal matches. I'm assuming these are coming up at Halloween Havoc next week. Um, so other than that, John, is, John says that's all he's got for his team. <laughs> t- 2.0, so John, thank you very much. Let's go to Justin next. Uh if Justin, if Justin can of course hear me right there. Um um, let's uh check your volume, Justin. I don't think you okay. All right. Um can we can you can you hear us, Justin? Okay, ladies and apparently Justin must be having some odd I hope he'll be back on here in just a moment. Let's see if we got JD back with us. JD, are you with us? JD. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it seems we got him on here, but. He must have had to step away for just a brief moment. So we hope to get them both back on here in just a moment to, of course, get their take on what happened last night at NXT. Plus, I'm sure JD does have a few more things to get off his chest. Um, while we, of course, continue to wait for them, ladies and gentlemen, let us go ahead and let us go to, of course, check in, of course, the, uh, <clears throat> uh, the status, of course, of our prediction title challenge for for Crown jewel. So, of course, like I said, how we are doing with the uh, Queen's Court sudden death match between the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Now, can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can hear you now, Justin. Thank you. Uh, between the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Empress Marie Rickenbach, and also Alayla Peters. Uh, let's just while we wait for everybody to, of course, return. We you did hear Justin there, so Justin, Justin's audio. I'm sure he has gotten that corrected, but. Uh, we're going we're going to and take care um, take care of this business right here uh, uh, before we of course get to everybody's everybody else is here uh, let's see here. um Okay. Um, <laughs> give us just a moment here, folks. We're trying to, of course, pull up. Um, we're 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 trying to get, of course, like I said. Find. Um, we're trying. We're of course trying to find. Um, we can't seem to get to WWS Dynasty right now. um and it might be, like I said, I guess our system here is probably a little bit slow. Uh, but, uh, of course, since I, since I am going to bring it up. <clears throat> uh, we have no idea why i was just taking this one. Yeah, I'll stand by. I think we might be okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, never mind that now. I guess we I guess we found it here. Um hmm. but of course let's, let's check and see that this may not have changed, but the, <clears throat> this 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 may not have changed. But we just like to still update it and keep it up to date just in case if something has been added on, somebody, if any more voting has been done um, for, for, of course, this match. But we like to, of course, keep up with it to make sure, like I said, this Friday we'll be announcing the winner. So give us just a moment here while we continue to uh... okay. Apparently, it has not it has not updated in the last four days. So, but what we still have currently, ladies and gentlemen, is so far we have three votes in for Michelle we have and and we have one vote in for Alayla Peters so as of right right now like I said um, Michelle is still currently leading it but of course like I said there's still plenty of time if you want to like I said vote for Michelle and or Alayla in this you can go to WWS Dynasty and vote of course on who you think should be the, the first entry of the Queen court we will of course uh, we of course definitely will okay uh, apparently we had a, let's go ahead and go to our crown jewel prediction title challenge which under one of the polls here that we did for one of the matches here apparently somebody was commenting on some things about cco we're on something to that effect um i'm sure john and justin probably know this fella um jo- george palmarino does that name ring a bell to either one of you what you say i was saying do you, re- do you recognize a member by the name of george palmarino George who? Pal Marino. P-A-L-M-A-R-I-N-O. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, apparently he was, I don't know if he was understanding the concept of our title challenges or not, because for some reason he kept saying something about that he didn't see a winner. And I don't know what the heck he was talking about. Um, so, if you, Justin, if you were John talk to this fella and he tried to explain to him the concept we're doing because I don't really think he really explained it. Well, I was trying to tell him that the match didn't even happen yet. No, John, I think he was actually, because because somebody else was commenting on the, I mean, I don't know what him and a fellow named William Banks obviously was commenting on all of this. And I had like a back and forth discussion with him banks about and so I truly understand what we're doing here. So if you talk to either one of these fellas, please try to explain to him or just try or try to tell just does he understand on that this match hadn't even happened yet? I mean he doesn't well All I'm asking for him to do is to vote him to do. So please just, if he hasn't already, please ask him, please ask him to do that. I don't know how much more clear I can make it to him. I mean, I can understand that he may not understand it, but I mean, I can't really explain any more than that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the universal title match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Nine people have voted for Roman Reigns. Two people have voted for Brock Lesnar. The the match that was added on day, the match between the Usos and the Hurt Business. So far, one person has voted for the Usos. Nobody has voted for the Hurt Business. The Queen's Crown Finals, Dewdrop versus Selena Vega. Seven people have voted for Dewdrop. One person has voted for Vega. The King of the Ring Finals, Xavier, uh, uh, Xavier Woods has seven votes, Finn Balor has two. The match between Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, 10 people voted for Mansoor. Two people have voted for Mustafa Ali. The hell in the cell between Edge and Rollins, 11 people have voted for Edge. One person has voted for Seth Rollins. The WWE title match, 11 people have voted voted for Big E. Nobody has voted for Drew McIntyre. Raw tag team titles, 10 people have voted for RK-Bro one person has voted for AJ Styles and almost the SmackDown women's match nine people have voted for Sasha two people have voted for Bianca and one person has voted for Becky so so right now that's what we currently have and like I said I did make a post here earlier today that um Uh, No, to all that who are participating in this, make sure that you have have all, all that you have in this, Um, because like I said, I mean, it's better than me just typing in everybody saying, please finish your voting, please make your pick and all that. I've been doing a whole lot of that here lately, and I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. So, if y'all notice anybody on there that has not done any voting on one match but they voted for others, please let them know before so if they possibly can. So, now Justin, let's go back to you here, bud. We were talking to you before. Any thoughts about what happened last night on NXT?
0: Um. See, I uh, uh, um, uh, see, hmm. kind of okay, okay. I like, um, I um, congratulations to EO Shirai and Zoe to start. start. Okay. yeah okay. all right anything else just um i'm uh sorry i hope they come um i i um I don't think – I think NXT 2.0 is a terrible name.
3: Well, a lot of people have been doing some – I'm sure have been doing some some, some, some big-time complaining about it. So I'm sure you're not the only one that really does, does not really uh, care about it that often there. But uh, anything else you wish to add? No, that's it. Okay, thank you. JD, do we have your attention now? JD. JD. JD, jD 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 okay you, you're about making me sing a uh, uh you're about making me sing an opera here in a minute or something like that about, about using your name <laughs> um I know you may have mentioned something about last night but did you have any interesting thoughts about what happened last night on NXt
1: Let's just say they didn't do anything to hype up uh, Halloween Havoc for next week, whatsoever.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you agree with Justin's assessment about this, about how they revamped the, the NXT product? I mean, do you...
1: I just think, however, it was... Uh... <coughs> Excuse me. It was a little mm-hmm. out there, let's just say. Now, I told Justin, and I don't know if you heard or not, however, uh, like I said, however, There was talk, apparently, however... Hey, did you like my video, J.D.? I'm going to have a chance. I'm going to be watching here in a little bit, believe it or not. And in case you're wondering what the video was, however, and I'm sure Justin told you, and if not, there was talk that The Undertaker is in Saudi Arabia right now.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I read about that. You know, why, right?
1: Well, he was apparently introducing Pitbull at a concert last night. But I do think right. there's more to the story than meets the eye.
3: Well, they said he's not scheduled. They said uh, uh Justin, you turn that down. I'm sorry. Oh sorry. Then, sorry, sorry. And then of
1: course however uh the other thing is too, they now have a pre-show match added. Brown Jewel.
3: Yep. Yeah, Mitt told me earlier this afternoon, uh, and I actually, I just now mentioned it a couple of times tonight, uh, and I've actually added it on to the to the, our prediction title challenge as well. They couldn't come up with anything better than putting the Usos against Cedric Alexander Benjamin for a kickoff show a kickoff show
1: yeah
3: master versus put- ali would have that, been that
1: should, right? I'm I'm i was just gonna say that should have been your pre-show match yep agree
3: yeah i mean i mean because let me tell you something there was nothing hyping that match up going into this right i mean there was no title on the line no stipulations it was just a simple one on one one wild leg pre show Or kickoff show, whatever they want to call it, but no, Vince has got to come up with the Usos versus the Hurt business, and the Usos are not even going to defend the belts. That don't make that match worth watching. You're going to put champions in there. The whole pay per view is not worth watching. Well, I'm sure it's probably not. I mean, I I mean, I agree. I agree with that. But. People are probably watching it probably for one reason, one reason only is because it's the first time since what, since before the pandemic, that we've seen Brock Lesnar on a WWE event. Am I right or am I wrong about that? I mean, this is obviously this is the ridiculous. only reason why. But, but yeah, but I agree, JD. I agree 100%. But I mean, and of course, like I said, Showing, while a lot of people are not even going to be able to actually watch it. They may want to, but they can't because they're they're at, they're still in the middle of the day and they're working, for crying out loud. They could have recorded it and they could have shown it later in the night or they could have shown it on the weekend, you know. Didn't they do that Beast in the East thing, something like that, uh, early one morning in Japan?
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
3: I could have done something like that, but no, no, they had to be in the middle of the week. Like it always had been right? They wait until the last minute. Yep. Well, they did. Well, didn't they do that with that Greatest Royal Rumble that was over there too? Didn't they do the same thing?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, but but it's not worth watching in the middle of the week if you're not if you you're not going to have any viewership during the, during the day. You're going. to <laughs> be loving during the day. The only what the only thing that event should have done is, like I said, have the event to tomorrow night and then show it on the weekend. Treat it like all the other pay per views. were crying out loud. Why? Why couldn't you do that? I don't get I mean, either. I so mean,
2: but
3: wouldn't that make sense? Of? Justin, JD, John, ask you what that made better sense they've done they did they would do the show tomorrow night and they wouldn't air it until this weekend like a saturday or a sunday it wouldn't matter which day it was but it'd be a yep, day exactly. where a lot of people are not even doing anything because they're off until the following week right people are working and they're not gonna yep. be able to watch this yep. i mean has vince really <laughs> i mean all yep. this because is is kissing the tail of the crown prince of saudi arabia first of all i'm sure y'all yep. agree with that point. point second of all they're trying oh. to continue to hype up the program with them what was that program something having to do with india or something isn't it all part of this deal in this thing part of all this that program they keep talking about they're going to do until 2030 or something like that is that part of all of it
1: Something like that, 2020 or 2021. But let me just uh, make my predictions for Crown Jewel very quickly, how? And then I will have. Yeah, okay,
3: my... okay, okay. Oh,
1: well, I hope, I hope you're not okay, upset that's, about that's, anything. No, 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 no. Let's uh, start off with predictions real quick, and then I'll connect some news in. First off, the news. Of course, earlier today yeah. we saw uh, the Houston Astros, of course, beat the Boston Red Sox nine to one. Chris Sale struck out 7, walked 2, gave up 3 hits and 4 runs. Meanwhile, Valdez gave up 3 hits, 1 run, however, struck out 5, walked 1. 93 pitches he threw, 62 of them were strikes. Sale threw 87, 55 of them were strikes. Now, last night, of course, Houston, of course, tied up the series at 2-all as they, of course, uh, beat Boston 9-2, to two. however, as they scored 8 runs. A total of eight in the eighth and ninth inning, seven in the ninth inning alone. As a result, however, they of course now go up three to two, heading back to Houston. Of course, uh, in that game, of course, we saw Favetta struck out three, walked two, gave up one run, two hits, sixty-five pitches, thirty-six of those strikes. Zach Greinke only lasted an inning, however, gave up one hit, and two runs, however, if you will, however, I guess he got dinged up, however, somehow injured in that game. Now game six of that series will be Friday night in Houston if you will at 808 Meanwhile however the Atlanta Braves and I know you're gonna have a smile on your face on this one are beating the Dodgers five to two right now and could go up 3-1 in that series Julio Reyes of course struck out three walked two and pitch through 6492 pitches tonight gave about five runs and eight hits in five innings Chavez of course only lasted an inning. Uh, We don't know if he got hurt as well, but the Braves, of course, like I said, however, are up 5-2 now, going into the almost top of the eighth inning in L.A. Should they go up 3-1, however, game five of that series, however, will be, of course, however, uh, tomorrow night, however, with L.A. in a must-win situation. Otherwise, the Braves have punched their ticket back to the fall classic. Now, as far as the matches go itself, from this Sunday, should I say tomorrow, not this
3: Sunday. Let's talk about
1: the Usos, Cedric Alexander, Sheldon Benjamin match. This is bullshit. This should not be on the show. This shouldn't even have happened. But of course, the Usos probably had to grease the wheels of Mr. People Power, No Nonsense Nick Khan, Jackass Johnny Laranitis, Vince, racist, bigoted, narcissistic, arrogant, ass clown McMahon, And, of course, Kevin bucktooth Beaver. done. This is going to go about five or six minutes, maybe eight minutes, we'll hopefully see. Uh, If it goes close to ten, I'll be shocked. That being said, however, I think we know who's going to win, and that's, of course, the Usos once again, as they will have their mouths all over Vince's balls, if you will, and his backside in retaining the belts here. This is just absolutely ridiculous that they're going to... uh, put this on the pre-show, let alone having this on the show itself. Now, okay. as far as the other matches go, let's get into them now very quickly and give you my thoughts. First off, okay. of course, us- Roman and... Um, yeah, here we go. Mansour and Mustafa Ali. Mansour, of course, needs to win this more than Mustafa Ali. Ali is just is a total arrogant ass clown in every sense of the word. His He thinks his shit don't stink, however. He thinks he's he's trying to go above average, however, and be uh, bringing the action, of course, into Saudi Arabia. But Mansour, of course, being the hometown boy, however, is more uh, willing here, however, than Mustafa Ali. Uh, I'm surprised Ali is still even in the company after all the hacker storyline and the retribution thing. Right now, he's barely hanging on to the company at this point by a simple thread, however. I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to keep him on the roster it remains to be seen, but Mansoor will win that one. Finn Balor vs. Xavier Woods. I'll go next on that one. Uh, Xavier has had a good story this tournament, no doubt about. But it has to be Finn's time. If they don't do it, how then? What was the point of bringing back Finn to Monday Night Raw, let alone from NXT? And if I'm him, how I would ask my release how if you're gonna crap all over me if you give Woods the crown. How, however, here. Edge and Seth Rollins, this is going to be an exciting match. This feud is far from over. Uh, Edge definitely needs to get retribution here on that scumbag, back, shithead, slime. A little snake in the grass, if you ask me. So I think this feud will continue, obviously. Edge will get retribution after what happened to him in Madison Square Garden. And like I said, if they make Rollins win again, it's the same thing as I'm going to be saying in most of these matches. Then what was the point of the feud? But like I said... Uh, Mansour and Mustafa Ali, getting back to that again very quickly, in case you didn't hear what I said as I said earlier, Mustafa Ali I mean, I don't know how much longer they're going to hold him on in the company for maybe until the end of the year, into early next year and then maybe release him or do something new with him, we'll have to wait and see uh, but getting back to Edge and Rollins, yeah Edge needs this win more than Rollins this feud, obviously, is going to continue obviously heading into uh, next week, obviously, and beyond However, who knows how much longer they're going to continue the feud, but if Edge does not win this year, especially after what Rollins has done, however, by invading Edge's home and his personal life with his family, Beth and the kids, how, then what's the point? So, Rollins, here's a little message to you, a little slime bag, shithead, scumbag, little snake in the grass. You better be prepared for a spear and also a major ass-kicking because Edge is going to show no mercy on you, my friend, in that hell in a cell tomorrow. It's going to be ugly, it's going to be physical, it's going to be brutal. And that should be your main event, if you ask me. But they won't make that the main event, obviously. Uh, As I said, Finn Dyer and Xavier Woods, I said my piece about that, Finn deserves to win. What are they trying to fool? Yeah, exactly. What are they trying to fool? I mean, Woods has had a good run in this tournament. I will give him that, but I'm surprised he's gone to this point. Does the push continue here, or does it end here? It remains to be seen. I think Finn, after what happened the other night, is not playing games. The Prince is definitely going to show... Poise. He's ready to, uh, let's just say, ready to bring the pain and to punishment to Mr. Woods. However, and I think it's going to be a very rough night for Mr. Woods. So Finn will win that one. Uh, Biggie and Drew McIntyre. Biggie's definitely going to win here. Sorry, Drew. You're not going to win this. Biggie is staying the champ there. RK Bro versus AJ and Almost. There's been talk that they might split up AJ and Almost at some point. But I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, at this point, if they do, however, the question is, can almost go out on its own as the singles and learn how to speak and start to learn how to wrestle instead of mean this big, colossal, Takembe Matambo, Shaquille O'Neal giant bodyguard for AJ. That remains to be seen. There's been also talk they might split up RK-Bro at some point and have Warren Riddle feud with one another, too. So this is kind of a touchy situation with all four involved, but I think RK-Bro is going to somehow slip their way and somehow pull out the win, and hold on to the titles just a little bit longer. Uh, Goldberg versus Lashley. This has been an okay build, I will say that. However, it has. But I think Goldberg is definitely wanting payback on the Almighty, especially after what Bobby did to, of course, Gage at Summer Scam in Vegas a few months ago. Is Goldberg 100% and is he all fired up? Yeah, you can bet he's a breathing story fired up dragon. And he's ready to show... uh, Bobby, uh, no mercy, if you will, and he's definitely already made his intentions. So they plans on just taking out Bobby in any way, shape, or form. This won't last very long. How, if it goes beyond five minutes, I will be surprised. How I can see this going in, maybe possibly six, seven, eight, maybe ten minutes long. It depends on how if Goldberg is gas, how early in the match, how and Bobby takes advantage and ends it quickly. But I don't see this happening. Goldberg will have the final say here, I feel. The Almighty is in for a rough, rough night, however. And I think a spear and jackhammer will do it, however. Unless Bobby uh, lays him out with, uh, like I said, a spear of his own. And, of course, uh, his finisher, however, the dominator, whatever you want to call it, however. uh, Beat him last time, however, by a fluke, however, just because the ref stopped the match. This time, the ref can't stop it. There will be no holds barred. There will be some blood in this, I feel. This is going to be very physical, at the end of the night I think uh, the man from Mr. Uh, Mitz Nick, Georgia, the bulldog is ready to charge after the Almighty, however, if you and uh, he is definitely seen ready and is ready to sink his teeth into the back of the neck and all over, leaving marks of the Almighty. So this is going to be intense, no doubt about it. Goldberg is going to seek retribution, look for payback. Goldberg wins here. The women's uh, crown, however, if you ask me, Dewdrop and Selena Vega, I'm tired of that Jennifer Lopez, uh, Mrs. Alistair Black, want to be saying, oh, look at me, how everyone should uh, pay homage to me because I'm going to be the queen. Yes, Dewdrop has had a good story, I will say that. I'm surprised that at least we have not seen the painful piece of crap that is even involved here in this whole thing. And I'm glad that they're starting this uh Take her off TV, however, to sell the injury possibly what's happened with Shana. again. Shana should be in this spot here against Selena. How not Dewdrop. Sorry, they screwed up here. Um, really, I don't care who wins here. Either I think they're them. trying to buy. I'm Shane not really impressed. Him. But I think you're gonna. What's that?
0: I think they're trying to buy. Shane dewdrop do drop Piper Nilly.
1: They're kind of doing that, yes, but at the same time, they're also praising Selena. So, um, I it would be a real interesting story if Dude pull is like Woods, how pulls off the Miracle of Miracles when no one is giving him a chance. Personally, I mean, I'm going to say, really, in this match, I'm just going to say no one wins this match. I'm, I'm not even going to vote on this match. I did vote for it, though, but I'm just as far as my overall thoughts in you know, a winner, I'm not impressed with either one. I'm tired of it, however, but Doudrop is giving, trying to give it a good effort, and some of the fans are not just buying into it, and I'm not one of those people who are buying into it. So, as far as the winner goes, I have no winner for that one. Um, Although, I will, like I, said, I
3: will need a vote on the page,
1: J.D. Oh, I did that. I did that, but overall, my thoughts in general, I did that on, on the page already. Yeah, it's not
3: showing on the page. You, you might need to go back and check. It's not on the page.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take care. If not, then just leave me blank on that one. I'm not gonna touch that one. Um, Biggie and Drew, like I said, has been a good build-up. I mean, like I said, it's been an okay build-up. But again, I think Biggie is not gonna lose that title anytime soon. how at least I hope they don't make Drew get the pelt back again. Because uh, right now, Drew has had it for much of the past for a good while now, and Biggie has only had it for just a short time. I mean, I think Big E has had the championship now, what, five weeks now? Six weeks, I think, so far, since he's uh, become the champion when he pulled off the Miracle in Boston. If you want to take a look here. Yeah, he's held the belt for about, about five weeks now, and he's already in his first reign here, however, and he's going to move up uh, slowly but surely. Uh, like I said, Drew held it, of course, once for three months, of course, of course, And then for 214 days as well. So he's held it twice already. Uh, Big E, like I said, is already five weeks in his reign. I don't see him losing the belt just now. I think it would be stupid if they take the belt off this quickly. So Big E is going to show the big ending. And it will be a big ending. Sorry, Drew. Uh, Your last night, however, on the Monday Night Show before you head off to Friday night. Of course, this coming Friday, however, we're a plethora of people waiting for you, including the Tribal Chief, which I will go into in a few minutes my thoughts on that one, and other people, however, will be awaiting to see what you can bring to the table, like Seamus, uh, your old buddy, however, like I said, um, and some others, like I said, are going there on the Friday Night Show, so <coughs> excuse me, Biggie will retain here, like I said, I do not see him losing the Bell Tower after just five weeks whatsoever. Now, uh, talking about, uh, the tribal chief and his cousins, I, again, as we said, this is stupid, I don't know why they're having this on the pre-show, this should not even have happened, but of course we know the Usos have been sucking up the Vince and the whole fighting staff along with Paul Heyman, and tickling their balls, however, and out their asses, however, since they've been the champions, however, this is just pathetic. But, of course, we all know who's going to win and that, of course, is Roman's cousins, the Usos, because they've been brown-nosing our management forever and a day to get everything handled on a silver-freaking platter. Now to the other two matches, before I get into my final thoughts about Crown Jewel. First, let's talk about the women's triple threat. Uh, my girl versus Bianca Belair versus the blue-haired smart who shouldn't even be in this match. But no, once again, how she had to brown-nose her way and Paul her way into this. How are, even though she sat at home like a cross little child and was depressed and bitchy and moody and saying, "I'm the blue standard. I'm the I'm I'm, I'm the boss her. Yeah, if you're the boss and the blue standard, you're blue-haired little bitch. Then why were you at home during Summer scam? Why were you at home, Howard, not showing your face, however, in Las Vegas? What, were you two still fucking d- butthurt and moody and bitchy, Howard, and complaining that Bianca Belair stole your thunder when you two put on probably the greatest women's match, Howard, in WrestleMania history, maybe ever, possibly, in Tampa earlier this year? Or were you just too uh, depressed and uh, bored, however, that no one uh, took you seriously? Well, guess what, Howard? Big-time Bex is going to be ready to go. Yes, Bianca's going to try to knock her off her perch, but guess what? No one's going to stop the man anytime soon. So, to the little blue-haired little bitch, however, and the EST, who thinks she's the greatest, the toughest, the roughest, the meanest, the fastest, the quickest, what, the slow, not the slowest, and definitely the uh, fastest, they will try to keep up with her, no doubt. But at the end of the night, it's all going to be about the man coming around once again, and big-time Bex is going to walk out of that with the championship. Now, the question is, Howard, who will her next opponent be? Could it be maybe the returning of Nia Jax whenever that happens, maybe? Eh, I don't think so. Could we see Asuka return sometime soon? I mean, we haven't seen Asuka in months. We've heard reports, Howard, say that she, I don't know if she's been dealing with COVID issues or if she's injured and recovering from surgery. But right now, Howard, what do you do with Asuka when she comes back? Do you have her go back to being a heel, Howard, and challenge Becky? Possibly before the year's out, however. or maybe at Survivor Series, or even at the Rumble early next year. Yeah, you could. You could, or you could bring up some people from NXT, however. Maybe, however, to make a splash like K.D. Ray, Or possibly maybe send over Tony Storm, however, who's being shit on more and more every week. However. Or possibly Naomi, however, unless they have her on the freaking uh, SmackDown with her uh, husband and his... Uh, brother, and, of course, uh, his one, uh, uh, let's just say, uncle, if you will, the so-called head of the table, the tribal chief, who I'll rant about in a second. I don't know, but right now I think Becky's going to walk out at it still as the champ. Now, before I get into the uh, main event of the show, I will say this, I've said this already, and I'm going to say it one more time. I am not excited about this show. I think it's absolutely boring. It's going to be absolutely, totally, uh, just absolutely a bore fest. And again, I think they should have done this early next year, however, sometime now, instead of having it now. I mean, Danny talked. I talked about this with Danny. I talked about this with Sean. I think I just talked with you about this, along with Min and Neil and everyone else, and some of the guys and gals on this show over the last few weeks, and of course, earlier today as well. They should be right now over in the UK, doing the UK Fall Tour. Places like London, Edinburgh, Dublin, Belfast, possibly... um, Southern parts of England, like York, however, and also Wales. But are they doing that? No. Because, once again, Vince needs that blood money from the Crown Prince, however, and his associates, however, there where they have bone saws and everything like that in Saudi Arabia. Go figure. Anyway, I heard that the crowd, as far as the attendance goes, however, I've been hearing reports tell me, however, that this might not be a good crowd tomorrow. I mean, we'll hopefully see if it happens. I don't really know, but I have heard reports say to me at the moment right now that the attendance does not look very promising for this show. I mean, I might be right, I might be wrong. You never know. Now, let's talk about Roman and Brock. Yes, once again, the head of the table, along with his associate, the little penguin pissant, little pompous little peon, Paul Hayne will be in the corner of the tribal chief against uh, Brock... Uh, Paul Heyman's one-time client and associate, the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Now, the question is, how how many uh, suplexes are we going to see, however, in this? That remains to be seen. I'm going to throw out a number right now that he'll throw out, maybe 10, 12 suplexes here, mind you, however. So, as far as the overall winner goes... I know for a fact we all know who's going to win. And, of course, that's the man who's been sucking Vince's dick for the past year and a half. However, being the long-term champion that he is, and that, of course, is the man with the head of the table and bragging about it ever so best from the guy who's been holding it, however, basically like a hostage for the past 414 days and then somehow. And right now is closing in, however, on Brock's record. I mean, I'm looking at the stats here as of right now. It says 477. So, right now, however, at the moment, however, he still has technically less than 210 days to go, however, mind you, however, to uh, basically break Brock's record. The question is will he break Brock's record before the year's out, however, going into 2022, however? There's been talk also that they have some type of finish plan, however, where we're going to either be pissed off and all worked up, power, or they have an idea that things are going to be common, civil. And things won't go out. Things will. There'll be no problem with the finish. I'm betting on the latter. However, there's going to be some uh, controversy coming out of this match, no doubt about it. And the question is now: Where do they go from here after this? Where do they go from here? Do they have a rematch? (coughs) Excuse me. A Survivor Series. Up next month, possibly in Brooklyn, less than a month. Do they wait till the Rumble in late January, early February, however, in a couple months, however, possibly, in St. Louis, however? Or do they continue to finish off the feud at WrestleMania? I don't know what they've got planned, but it's going to be very interesting, to say the least. But overall, I am not entertained by this show, and I can only say this show is going to be absolutely sucky beyond words. So, yeah, that being said, however, I'm just going to say, however, real quick, I'm going to... Get my thoughts in here. So just, just a just uh, yeah, get me in here, folks. I'm just uh, going to the friction tile challenge. Here. Uh, okay. I just did that. Okay. However,
3: and uh, JD, um, while you're doing that, there is one qu- there is one question I would like to bring to your attention about a about a rumor. By
1: the way, I already I just my another rumor bi- about. Sorry, I just. Okay, I just finished my prediction, uh, like I said, however, mind you, however. Okay, but uh, what like I, I okay. How
3: I'm okay, thank you. Uh, but whatever, there was one question I wanted to bring to your attention. I don't know if you heard any more, if there's any light or truth to this or not. but I've heard a, a rumor floating around. This was I heard about this between over the weekend and sometime early Monday. I think is when I heard about this, that there was some talk. I cannot confirm all this. I'm just saying this is probably, I'm classifying it as a rumor, because I have not 100% sure. But there was some talk that Goldberg's son was also going to be in Saudi Arabia. Have you heard any truth of this?
1: I have not heard that, and I'll tell you what, if that does happen, I would be surprised. I really will. Wow, wow, wow. The, the, there's talk, apparently. There's some, Ch- there's
3: some there's rumor some rumors going fun,
1: around. Justin, that Goldberg gage
3: goldberg will be with his dad at crown jewel tomorrow there's some talk about it but but that's floating around i don't even know if it's true but they said there was some talk about it i have no idea it's like the thing with the undertaker we don't know i'm just saying that's what i go ahead i'm sorry jd please go ahead
1: No, you're right. I mean, I will be shocked, however, like I said, if that is the case. I mean, I don't think it would be true, but you never know. Just like the Undertaker thing. uh, I'm just having a, like I said, with these two things happening, who knows what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. But that being said, I am not very much impressed here, like I said, however. So, there you go. On that note, however, like I said, I'm going to get rolling here, however, I will see you guys tomorrow night, however, and by the way, of course, don't forget, tomorrow night, the next to the last episode of Dark Side of the Ring will air the XPW story. That should be interesting, but the big one, obviously, will be next week, the Vince McMahon Steroid Trial of 1994. That is going to be very, very interesting and controversial, to say the least. So, Yes. Until, we, we, like I said tomorrow night, where we will recap Crown Jewel, or should I say, crappy Jewel? Whatever you want to call it, crappy joke. However, we can call it whatever. I will see you Crown guys on the flip side. Enjoy it. What were you gonna say? Yeah, there you go.
3: I was. You no, know, what I was going, what I was going to say is that once you let's see a little bit of this stuff about the dark side, of the ring things. Yep. I would like to get some. would like you to do some. Probably start doing some. Editorials and commentary on, on the, the.
1: Oh, definitely. We're gonna, we're, like I, I mean, this. I am going to say real is. quick before I go. Let me talk about council or, or freaking dark sidering if I can. I mean, I've said many things about them. First off, the last few weeks have been very interesting. Um, like I said, however, we've seen what has happened. However, in the last few episodes, obviously, like I said, however, uh, like I said, hold on. Let me just do this real quick here with my friend. Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, the last two or three weeks have been interesting. The Onita FMW story, that one was pretty crazy. I will say that. That was very crazy. You had Onita on there, uh, Terry Funk, Chris Jericho. Uh, they also featured uh, the one Dar of the guy who took over the FMW promoter, uh, Arise, Satoshi Arai, whatever his name. Satoshi uh, F- Anita. No, Otoshi Anita was on there. No, it was uh, oh, Shell. The, wait it, wait was a minute, little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't name it. I know you're talking about. It. Yeah, yeah, her name was Shell, the one who took over. Then they, but yeah, they talked. To, like I said, they, they, like I said, they talked to Funk, Jericho, <laughs> Mick Foley. Uh that was interesting. Then the Johnny K Nine story about Bruiser Bethlehem they uh, interviewed Lane Storm, Jim Cornette, Tony uh, Bedlam's wife. Uh, like I said, uh, that was uh, a little out there. That was really, really crazy. Like I said, how following that. But like I said, Blood and Wire, I mean, they also talked to Sabu, and they talked the, uh, the Onita story. That was crazy. As they talked about the match he had. Like I said, if you go back and watch that match, I think it was Sabu and uh, his uncle, the Sheik taking on, I forget who, how, in a big batch there where the whole ring literally caught fire. I mean, it went up like a ball of fire. It was just completely, crazy. I'm sure you guys all heard the story or seen video of that, and if you have not, try to find it if you can. It is very, very graphic, very, very intense, very, very chilling, if you will, to say the least. And like I said, last week, of course, was the Bruiser Bentham story. That one, of course, uh, like I said, like I said, how I mean, that one, like I said, was really crazy. Oh, no, that was the week before that, if you will, like I said. I mean, like I said, uh, last week was the Luna Fashan story. They talked to Gangrel, Luna's son. Um, they interviewed her father, uh, like I said. But, uh yeah. The whole uh like I said, how I'm just like I said I'm just uh like I said here, I'm just looking at Toshi Anita, of course, known as Mr. Anita, of course, has been around uh sixty three in fact, uh what's today's date? I don't know what today's date is.
3: October twentieth.
1: Yeah, he'll be sixty four coming up in five days. He has been wrestling since he was seventeen. 16. Like that. 16 mm-hmm. years old, folks. The Brass Knuckles Heavyweight Champion for four years, like I said. He's fought, uh, like I said, I'm looking at his stats right now. Uh, he was the best babyface in 1994, most charismatic 90, that same year. Uh, he also won the Best Tag Team Award in 2015, the Effort Award in 20, 1979. Uh, in 1990, and 1994, I had the Match of the Year with Tarzan, go to if you will, and also Gen- Tenru, of course, Outstanding Performance Award, Topic Award 91, Special Award in 89, Wrestler of the Year 1990, uh, Blast King Championship three times, uh, Minute Link International Junior Heavyweight Champion once, FMW Brass Nucks Champion seven times, Tag Team Champion of the Brass Nucks four times, once with uh, Tarzan To, the other one with Mr. Uh, Genosuke, that are known as Masa Masashi Honda, Wing Kimura, if you will. The <laughs> SMW World Street. I can. I don't know my Japanese very well, so bear with me. John's better at and I am. I can. I know a few names like Tarzan Goto, To, uh, Hayabusa, Masato Tanaka, Ricky Fuji. Uh, he also, of course, won the World Street Fight Six Man Championship uh, four straight times. Once with Tanaka, like I said, one with Sean Guinness. Barbed Wire Deathmatch Champion 1991, World Strongest Tag Team Title Tournament ninety two with Tarzan Go To, Street Fight Tag Team Tournament winner 1992, Six Man Tag Team Tournament ninety four with Go To, uh, always a tag team Champion with uh, an International Junior Heavyweight Championship, and of course Southern Tag Team Championship three times, as well as CWA. He also held in Lucha Libre in Mexico the NWA International Junior Heavyweight Championship once. So. Yeah, Onita has had quite a career, folks. And like I said, if you have never watched any of his matches with guys like Hayabusa, like uh, T- Terry Foncourt, especially the one with Terry Funk, the exploding ring match, which was Omega, and of course Moxley, we saw that happen earlier this year. And of course, the other matches, I believe he also had, uh, fought with guys like I think To, like I said, Tenru, Mike Awesome, if you all know, it's the Gladiator, Sabu, with Onita. You definitely want to check out this website, however, on YouTube, FMW Dojo. They do show a lot of those moments, however, and let me just say, they are very graphic ahead of time. So I will give you a forewarning ahead of time, folks. Uh, It is very, I wouldn't say chilling, but it is a little out there. It is a little, let's just say, it is really, really crazy out there, so... Uh, If you are a little squeamish, however, I advise you to, well, if you are squeamish hard, then this isn't for you. But if you want to see death matches and its finest in Japan, FMW Dojo is one of the places that I can highly recommend. In fact, however, uh, right now, they have a few 119 videos up. They show, of course, uh, some king of the death matches. uh, like I said, uh, some of the women involved, are some of the men involved too, like King of Fight 2. I mean, some of the matches you can go back and watch. Uh, Wing Kimura versus uh, Masato Tanaka, Ricky Fuji, and another guy versus the Brad Knuckles Tag Team Championship matchup. Plus, like I said, Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Some great matches from there in Japan that led into their matches in ECW. Of course, I've seen, like I said, from video and Rob Feinstein, I ordered, of course, one of my that I do have in my collection is the Best of Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka Feud, and they do show some of their matches, not a lot of their matches like I said, in fact, from UCLA, but like I said, they do have uh, some of their matches from July of 1998 through 2000, like I said, some great moments there of course, that they have had over the years, I mean, you talk about wars there was plenty of wars involving, however Tanaka and Mike Austin, but like I said, you can also go back on FMW Dojo and watch some of their moments from uh, FMW in Japan, I believe they had a couple, one or two matches, I'm not sure if they had them in All Japan or New Japan, most of them I think it was mostly in FMW, but definitely if you are looking to see some very intense physical, uh, chilling and also very... Graphic hardcore matches, like I said, Onit and Terry Funk is another one. I mean, just go back and watch that match—the exploding time bomb death match from May night 1994, when they were uh, basically uh, with uh, dynamite explosions. Terry Funk and Mick Foley, you know, Terry Funk and, uh, like I said, I think I, I think Hayabusa fought Terry Funk at one time along with Sabu. I mean, some very very graphic, chilling, chilling match. Like I said. The Luna Fashon story was unique. I will say that. That was pretty wild talking about what happened there, if you will. So there you go. Anyway, I've talked too much, I'm rambling on rambling on way too much. I'm gonna get rolling on that note. I will talk to you all tomorrow night, however, on what will be a very uh, let's just say interesting, however, like I said, what happens here. So we'll see what happens here. Pop before I go, however. Um this is what uh they should be asking Vince McMahon after uh Crown Zool. Hold on a second, let me play this.
0: Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh what's your first name? I don't know. Great plan
1: Bart. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I'm gonna
0: get rolling here on that note. I will talk to you guys
3: tomorrow. Good one, JD. Good one. Yeah, JD, thank you very much for your partner. I got you here, of course, tomorrow. Take <laughs> yeah. care there. Uh um, and we do thank of course the Iceman, Jared D for bringing, of course bringing his personal thoughts in, of course, here as well. All, all of course, all the matches here, of course, in Crown Jewel. Ladies and gentlemen, I can report they, we, of course, are in goal for them in our prediction title challenge is 20. We are coming fairly close with it. We currently have 12, which is, of course, not bad. Um, so far in this, we have Alayla Peters, Justin Carter, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, Antonio Gutierrez, William Banks, Eddie Garza, the human superplex machine, John King, the Blackwood Dodds, um, the Empress Emery Rickenbach, and George Palmarino. Now, Justin, I think you said that you're going to be in it, too, but I haven't seen you post any votes yet. So... In, in prediction center... Yeah, yeah. I don't think you posted any. The the one, the, the the new one, where we got the crown jewel one at. is it? is
0: it, is, it, is, it, is it, Um. It's a new group. Look, it? Is it, you Look say, are,
3: are. you still part of the raw rant panel chat box? Yeah. Look on there for the link. It's on there. I put the link on there twice on that page, so you can go to it that way. And you should be you should, you should be able to uh, you should be able to do currently, of course, uh, find it find it there. Uh, raw, raw raw radio, yeah, raw rant panel. You know the chat box everybody talks on um
0: yeah
3: you know, know. oh yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah we're gonna crack i'm not sure why it smells so it no nah. uh, anyway <laughs> anyway um but of course like i said now, now if you're gonna fish be a part of it i can go ahead and tack you on as the 13th entrant. so so just well if you want to get your votes in there because we'll need to get them in before the event tomorrow so if you're considered, since you already gave, predi- I know you gave your predictions anyhow, but go ahead and just cast them on Earth so we'll make it official. And I'll give you honors, making it, of course, now 13, which, of course, we may we, it may be close, but still, like I said, it will be, of course, very unique, of course, here indeed. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has also left us for the evening as well. We do thank him as well, of course, for his thoughts about NXT and also giving us the first take on the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we, of course, before we end tonight's episode of Revolution, episode 1057, of course, it would not be complete without getting in the second volley of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. And of course, to bring that here to us, of course, like I said, you can check out his post daily on WCWS Fan Empire for the wrestling portion, and WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade for the pop culture portion. And of course, I don't know about it, he's actually sitting right here, waiting to, waiting. Of course, to get some stuff off of his chest, of course, here as well. And as of course, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, Justin, before you get started, I'll let you know. You go ahead and start reading. And I do have to step off for just a second. I will be right back. I'm just walking across the hallway here. So, oh, um, you
0: mean you're me going to kiss your birthdays? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes.
3: So like, that's the last thing we got to do before we're going to close it up for the night. So you go get there. And like I said, I'll be right back here. You just go ahead and keep our reading so that way we can have, still have some talking on the show while I've stepped away for a moment. I will be, be back momentarily. So, Justin, please go ahead and take it away whenever you're ready. Okay. Let's see
0: uh camera. Okay. Days see today. Days a happy birthday to Uh, I know it's Scott Hall's birthday today, um, it was Razor Ramon created NWO with, um, Kevin, Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash. Let's see. Wow. Let's see. Let's see, try to where. today is a happy birthday to tiger master fourth and uh Today is a happy 30th, 30, 30, 25th, 24th birthday to Rod Zala, Mexican wrestler. I know it's Humberto Carrillo's birthday today, John mentioned. Happy 28th birthday to uh, Koji Karamara. Happy 30th birthday to Jonathan Gonzalez, Brandon Reserty and Mexico. Happy 30th 30th. First birthday to Ace Austin, Ace Hawkins. Days a happy 38th birthday to Hiroshi Mihara, Japanese wrestler. Days a happy 48th birthday to Irene Laguna, Mexican rest, wrestler. Renowned by Razine La Seductra. Noah's um, Snoop Dogg's birthday today. John Mitchell, who made WWE appearances. Sasha, Sasha Banks' cousin. Happy 50th birthday to Koro Ito. I know John mentioned travel Girl's birthday today. Today is, a ha- today is also a happy 85th birthday to M- Emily Dupree, um, Canadian retired pro wrestler and promoter. He's the father of former WWE wrestler, Renee Dupree. And today is a happy 51st birthday to Yori Yo- 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 Shiro Yamazaki, Baron, was reading Tiger Master fo- 4th. I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned him already. And uh see, some wrestling history today. Wrestling history today. 50 years ago today, Lars Anderson beat the Crusher. And I don't know who won this match Larry X versus Billy Robinson. I don't know who won that match. 30 years ago, stay on WWF Wrestling challenge barbershop with guests, the natural disasters, earthquake, and uh, typhoon, and Jim with Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. BK tells Hart that the Legion of Doom do not back down from anyone, but that the disasters have a better than average chance of becoming champions. BK then repeats the bigger they are, the higher they fall line, but Hart says they will be the next champions. Typhoon promises they will be champions for a Survivor Series as Earthquake talks about the Survivor Series. just a generic interview. 30 years ago today, Lex Luger defeated Terry Bronson on WCW Main Event. 20 years ago today, Edge is a guest on WWF slash WWXS. 20 years ago today, Kyantai and Kyantai defeated Justin Credible and Raven on WWF slash Jack Metal slash Metal. This is Kyantai's last. McIntyre's last WWE match ten years ago today, Air Boom defeated Drew McIntyre and Michael McGillicuddy, who knows Curtis Axel on WWE Superstars, and Sting and Hulk Hogan showed their admiration on Impact, admiration on Impact after Bound for Glory 2011. Be some pop culture history today. Ten years ago today, ten years ago today, in American primetime TV history, Texas Rangers defeated St. Louis Cardinals two to one in Game Two of the 2011 World Series on uh, Fox. Forty years ago today, in American primetime TV history, Game Two, CBS aired part two of *Valley of the Dolls*, and a on uh, Game One of the 1981 World Series began on ABC, where LA lost to New York five to three. And M- NBC aired a failed TV, a uh, failed to be uh, a show, failed to be a TV series called *Revenge of the Gay Great Gang*. Let's see. Thirty years ago today, thirty years ago today, AB, A, um, CBS aired. Let's see. 30 years ago today uh the Minnesota Vikings And so Vikings 30 years ago today, uh, wait, hold on, wait, I mean, 30 years ago today, the Minnesota Twins beat the Braves three to two in game the World Series, the 1991 World Series on CBS and ABC aired a mini-series. Made for made for two mini-series called Dynasty: The Reunion. And NBC aired 30 years ago. NBC aired a made-for-TV called I Still Dream of genie And that's it.
3: Thank you very much, there Of course, Justin, as as we always say, ladies, as we always of course point out. Every single day, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Justin's daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report on both wrestling history and and pop culture history and also wrestling and pop culture. The the wrestling portion on WCWS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation and WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade for the pop culture version facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS entertainment on that note ladies and gentlemen I thank y'all very much for joining us here tonight for episode 1057 of WCWS revolution Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw hereby thanks the Iceman Jared D. the Human Suplex Machine John Gross and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming here tonight as we of course as we of course like i said did review nxt 2.0 we also of course brought you the latest wrestling news and views john and justin did provide of course wrestling i mean wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here of course for tonight <coughs> um also also of course here jd did run down of course and did a overall review his personal opinion about tomorrow's crown jewel event uh providing, of course, every, like I said, his, all of his predictions for the show, of course, here tomorrow night, and we did, of course, review the prediction title challenge for Crown Jewel, as well as, of course, the uh, Queens Court Sus match. Michelle and Anna. currently, that match still stands. Michelle is leading it right now with three votes, Anne and and Alela, of course, are now <clears throat> are now, of course. Um, are tied with one vote each. That match you can vote on. You can, If you still want to vote for that match, you can go to WCWS Dynasty and vote for that one. But the prediction title challenge for Crown Jewel is, of course, on our brand-new WWUS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center second phase, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS PTC phase two. So if you wish to, of course, post your votes for tomorrow's Crown Jewel event, you have until between tonight and up until the when the event starts, of course, in the middle of the day tomorrow. So be sure to, of course, get those votes in, of course, as soon as possible here, here with the gentleman who's going to be photographs, And of course, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of how you do in this bout, I will everyone is going to walk out with a WCWS Trivia Championship belt. And of course, I'll be the one doing the choosing here. So, so <clears throat> who knows what we'll have on hand? But we're going to have some good ones here. Don't don't you worry, of course, about all that. As we said, coming up tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, at 1:30, 2:30, 7:30, with WCWS wrestling debate, as the Loose Cannon, Shaquille Cole, Cepus, and the NWO Madness Kingdom will, of course, be of course talking about everything that's uh, about. A lot of stuff on the, on the debate table, of course, including Raw, uh, NXT, I'm sure also Impact, SmackDown, uh, Rampage, the special Saturday edition of Dynamite will be mentioned. Also, of course, Crown Jewel, I'm sure will also be brought up, up here as well. Now, for glory, may all be so be sure to listen in on that. On all that, tomorrow night at 7.30, of course, 139 925 for Wrestling Debate. And also, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, Episode three twenty six of NWO Wolfpack (coughs) one three eight five two one pound news and views history and birthdays of course we will talk about of course what took place at Crown Jewel uh, tomorrow I would since be taking place earlier in the day we will be able to we will talk about it of course tomorrow night and also ladies and gentlemen I will be awarding championships uh as well to everyone who did who did take part in this event so like i said ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> it will be of course a big time night here tomorrow night on nwo wolfpack episode number 326 like i said coming up at nine o'clock of course tomorrow night also ladies and gentlemen got to look for all of our groups of course nwsws if you wish to of course vi- check out everything we've got posted on all of our pages in addition to, of course, WWS Dynasty, Entertainment Cavalcade, and Fan Empire. Do not forget also, of course, the Game Show Alley, as well as Sports Roundup, the Movie Channel. Uh, let's see, uh, Location of Animation, our tribute groups to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, Who's Anyway, Night Rangers, um, also Home Improvement. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, NASCAR US High Octane History as well as, of course, (coughs) excuse me, Um, as also, of course, uh, Motor Week retro review cars of the past. Uh, Of course, Justin's always prepared when he has to go into this group, and that is, of course, a gaseous affair. He's got an extra large closed because There's 10 times in it. There you go. Justin's proving it right now. There you go. Extra. Industrial size clothes pin, right there. Yes, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, women of WCWUS. Of course, ch- you can check out some great ladies' matches posted on there. Also, <coughs> excuse me. Our wrestling tribute groups, of course, here, folks, including AEWUS, NXTUS, ROHUS, NWAUS, uh, WCCWS, AWH, WWS. Uh, and others be sure to check out all of those pages here of course today and also check out the video bar where we got a lot of great classic moments matches vignettes promos you name it it's posted on there we even got theme music posted on there so be sure to check out what we got listed on there also of course we've got a lot of stuff pertaining to major league wrestling on there as well so be sure to check that out here as well <coughs> excuse me other page pages, and www.us. Be sure to check all that out here today, and also be sure to check out all of our past episodes, of course, here on uh, talk shoe Of course, all the ones dating back to 2015, all the way, all the way up to, of course, uh, today, and listen to what, everything that we've had to say here. We will, of course, uh, <coughs> we will, of course, like I said. Um, um, Let's see, and like I said, you will be amazed at everything we have actually had to say within the past six years. We will definitely, uh, of course, definitely welcome anyone who wishes to, of course, bring their, uh, bring, bring their personal thoughts and opinions, to everything that we have said over the past six years. So be sure to, join, to check that out here all here today. Revolution episode 1057 is a broadcast of the WCW, WCWS radio network. Right here, talk.com, where we are six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Be sure to stay safe out there, folks. Keep yourself and your family safe as, as best as you possibly can. Uh, of course, uh, our, their health and your health and their health are very, very important. So, definitely, of course, do, take every precaution that you feel is necessary to make sure that does hold true. Um, of course, be sure to be very, very careful right now folks, this pandemic um, is is still hovering over us like a big bad dark cloud and we got to try to get rid of that dark cloud as best as we possibly can. <clears throat> so um, so be sure to stay safe out there folks here of course here we will hopefully be over this pandemic here very, very soon. I'm sure myself, Justin and a lot of other people will definitely be relieved when it's all over and said. So then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and of course, since since 2000, and hopefully, let's see if we can get this, of course, right on the money here this time. Uh, Give me just a minute here. Hopefully, we can get that taken care of. And please just make sure that this doesn't give me a fit. Uh, But since uh, since 2015. Your source, <laughs> uh, your 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 source through, your source for, like I said, everything in the world of pro wrestling and pop culture, <clears throat> um, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the the of course, uh, WCWS radio network. And let's see if we can get this. Let's see. Hopefully, we can be able to. I uh, always, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, it is always kind of sad whenever, of course, you have a whenever you have a computer that does not really want to. Uh, that does not really want to in, want to cooperate sometimes, but of course, we all we all definitely have to, of course, deal deal with that. And of course, obviously all the time. So give us a, just give us just a moment here, folks. We hope to get this. Uh, we hope to get this, of course, up and going here. So give us just a moment here. Okay, here we go. Like I said, since two thousand and fifteen, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio. so much sports entertainment. Take hey, care and God bless both. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Have a great evening. Justin, have a good evening. As well. Good night. Good night.